اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم تاسیم تلک آیات الكتاب المبین نتلو علیک من نبئ موسا و فرعون بالحق لقوم یؤمنون صدق اللہ العظیم Last year we discussed some ayat of the Qur'an Sharif at this time after Asr. Today we start off with the discussion of the ayat pertaining to Sayyidina Musa alayhi salatu wa salam. Not necessarily that we will discuss the whole incident in detail, but whatever comes inshallah, the surah that we have chosen is Surah Al-Qasas in the 20th para. And this is one of the surahs where the discussion of Musa a.s. is in quite a bit of detail. Otherwise, his various aspects of his life and the incidents that occurred between Musa a.s. and Fir'aun, Musa a.s. and Qarun and likewise various other portions of his incidents have been mentioned in almost the entire Qur'an Sharif. Out of the 30 paras, in 28 paras, some or the other mention has come of Musa alayhi salatu wasalam. There's such detailed descriptions and so much of discussion about Musa alayhi salatu wasalam, the Bani Israel. One of the points in this is that there is a lot of similarity in the conditions that the Bani Israel faced and this ummah. And as a result, Allah Ta'ala has given us these details so that we will get direction and guidance of how to conduct ourselves in these kind of conditions. These incidents of the Anbiya that the Qur'an Sharif has given us some in very much detail. The incident of Yusuf in great detail in one surah. Musa in so much of detail spread over the entire Qur'an Sharif. Adam Bialim Salatu Salam, some portions in various places. These are not just some narratives, some incidents, and Allah forbid some regard it as some bedtime stories. This is far beyond that. The Quran Sharif, the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala has revealed for Hidayat. So everything in the Quran Sharif has come for this purpose, has come for hidayat. Whether it is the incident of some Nabi of Allah Ta'ala, whether it is some command directed to us, whether it is anything, whether it is the description of Jannat or Jahannam or the day of Qiyamah, everything in the Qur'an Sharif is for the same objective. ذَلِكَ الْكِتَابُ لَا رَيْبَ فِي هُدَلْ لِلْمُتَّقِينَ It is for hidayat. So likewise, this incident of Musa والسلام, is not just an incident that Allah Ta'ala has narrated to us, something for historical purposes, like a his- historical nar- narrative. This is for Ibrad. In the Qur'an Sharif itself, Allah Ta'ala speaks to Rasulullah Wasallam and says to him that, وَكُلَّنْ نَقُصُّ عَلَيْكَ مِنْ أَنْبَاءِ الرُّسُلِ مَا نُثَبِّتُ بِهِ فُعَادَكَ that all these incidents of the Anbiya that we relate to you, the purpose of relating these incidents to you is that this 
strengthens your heart. This gives that deeper courage. This gives that himmat, that courage to undertake whatever difficulties come in the path of conveying the message of Allah Ta'ala. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was faced with the greatest amount of difficulties. No Nabi of Allah Ta'ala faced that amount of difficulty that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam faced, which he himself expressed that لَقَدْ أُوذِيتُ فِي اللَّهِ وَمَا يُؤْذَى أَحَدٍ I have been given that amount of difficulty in the path of Allah Ta'ala which nobody faced. But by means of these incidents of the previous Anbiya Ali Musratu Salam, Allah Ta'ala says, we strengthen your heart. We give courage to your heart. And this is the benefit of reading the incidents of the Anbiya Ali Musratu Salam, of the Sahaba Ikram, the pious predecessors, those who have sacrificed their lives for deen, what kind of difficulties they underwent, what kind of hardships they had to face, what kind of challenges they had to confront and all the various situations that came about and how they remained steadfast. The incident of Musa salam also has these same lessons. This is not just as we said a narrative, it is the discussion of the confrontation between haq and batil, between truth and falsehood. How initially falsehood and batil appears to dominate how it appears to have the upper hand. But as long as the people of Haq remain steadfast, as long as those who are on Haq, they remain patient. They don't waver from that truth that they are on. Then this battle that outwardly overpowers, dominates, has the upper hand. Allah Ta'ala then brings the day when the tables are turned. This has happened in the life of all the Anbiya in general. And in Musa situation in particular, this is the details Allah gives, that it was outwardly an impossible challenge. Outwardly, Musa one man, faced with the entire might of Fir'aun and his armies, and then the small band of people that are with Musa they are themselves so unstable, Bani Israel, one minute they swing in this direction, one minute in that direction. But one man with that firmness, with that conviction that Allah Ta'ala is the sovereign, Allah Ta'ala is the all-powerful, Allah Ta'ala has the complete power and might to turn the tables, Allah Ta'ala brings that day. When the tables are turned, the tawakkul and the trust that he had in Allah Ta'ala, this is the lesson that we are being taught. The lesson that sometimes those who are deprived, they appear to be downtrodden, they appear to be deprived, they, they are the oppressed. But if the oppressed are on the truth, then the time comes when Allah Ta'ala turns the tables and the oppressed gain victory. And the oppressors, they have to meet their fate, sometimes in dunya and sometimes if not in dunya then akhirat is waiting for everyone. So these are the lessons and besides these numerous lessons that come from this discussion of the surah, this is as we explained the lessons of sabr, the lesson of taqwa, the lesson of tawakkul, the lesson of connecting oneself to Allah Taala, having this full trust in Allah Taala. This is the lesson that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam gave us 
throughout his life as well. Nabi Salaam taught these lessons to all, to young, to old, to everyone. Because Abdullah bin Abbas, he's a young child and he is riding with Nabi Salaam on the same animal. And Nabi Salaam is addressing him and teaching him. That Ya Ghulam, Ihfazillaha Yahfazka. Now this is the same lesson that is permeating this entire surah. That O oh, young boy, Ihfazillaha Yahfazka. That you be mindful of Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala will protect you. There is a period of tests. There is a period where a person's claim to love Allah Ta'ala is tested how genuine he is. But when a person remains firm that Allah Ta'ala brings things in a very miraculous way to remove his problems. As we will discuss, maybe we might reach that section or not. Musa salam is now right in the very difficult situation where it has become known that by mistake he killed a Qibti. One of Firon's people. So he's killed a person by mistake. This incident will come where two people were quarreling. One was the Bani Israel, the other was the person of Firon. The Fironi was being oppressive and he now was oppressing this Bani Israeli. And Musali came to assist him, came to assist the person from Bani Israel. And in order to push this person away, he gave him a punch. But that punch proved fatal for him. He was killed. Now, in any case, in that moment, this happened. But the next day, the same person from the Bani Israel now was quarreling with another person. And again, in the same kind of situation, so it appeared that this person too had some degree of mischief in him. He too was always putting himself in a position of creating a situation. Some people can sit peacefully and some people they always need that very high level of adrenaline to keep pumping so they need to find something or the other and get involved in some situation or the other otherwise they won't be able to fall asleep at night so this person also appeared to be somebody who was always finding himself in a situation so Musa came to his assistance but in that process he even reprimanded him so when this person heard this, he thought, I'm the now going to be the one that's going to catch it. So in that moment, he exposed what happened yesterday. أَتُرِيدُ أَن تَقْتُلَنِي كَمَا قَتَلْتَ نَفْسًا بِالْأَمْسِ Now you want to kill me today like you killed the person yesterday. Now as it is, they were looking for who, who killed the person yesterday. Nobody knew. And now this person exposed it. So now this message has immediately gone to Fir'aun. Musali is in Fir'aun's kingdom. Under the clutches of Fir'aun, so to say. But he doesn't know what's going to happen now, what's going to unfold. From the people of Fir'aun, from his so-called parliament, we can call it, there has to be an insider. He comes running, وَجَاءَ رَجُلٌ مِّنْ أَقْصَى الْمَدِينَةِ يَسْعَى قَالَ يَا مُوسَىٰ إِنَّ الْمَلَأَ يَأْتَمِرُونَ بِكَ Person from within the people of Fir'aun is now coming to warn Musa please you rather leave quickly, because now your life is in danger. Now from the inner circle of Fir'aun, Allah Ta'ala creates a person, changes a person's heart with compassion and brings somebody from inside to help him. Bring somebody from inside to give him this advice that please quickly leave here because your life is in danger. 
Now how did this happen? Why did this happen? How did this happen that from the inner circle of Fir'aun somebody came? Allah Ta'ala changed his heart. For who? For those who keep steadfast and keep their focus towards Allah Ta'ala. So in any case, this is the lesson that we were talking about in this Hadith Sharif. Nabi Islam says that you be mindful of Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala will take care of you. And you be mindful of Allah Ta'ala, meaning be mindful of the commands of Allah Ta'ala, be steadfast on deen, you'll find Allah Ta'ala with you. His help, His assistance will be with you in the most ajeeb way Allah Ta'ala will protect you. Yusuf was being accused, Allah Ta'ala protected him by means of getting a little child, a baby to talk. Now this is miraculous. Allah Ta'ala brings about these miraculous ways to protect somebody who stays steadfast on deen. One person, this is just very recent, very fresh, some time ago, maybe some months ago, maybe even close to a year ago, he wanted to buy a house and everything was now ready for him to go ahead. But what he was being advised, he was being given is that you'll have to do it via this bank and so on, whatever and get involved in riba and interests. So, he nevertheless remained steadfast. He was almost on the verge of going ahead and then on advice he remained steadfast that khair, whatever comes, but I'm not going to get myself involved in this riba. So he was living in a rented house. Then he moved in with somebody and some time passed. Now this was becoming a little bit awkward for him because of whatever the space constraints and so on. At that time he couldn't manage where he was renting it, but he thought this would be a quick fix, buy this with this borrowed money, though it's involving interest, and then this will get paid out, it will become my house, but now that riba was involved. So in any case he then refrained from that. Now this put him into some constraints for a while, time passed, and finally he decided now that house that he was initially renting that became available again. So he decided to move back, because wherever he was, was a bit awkward. When he decided to move back, the landlord had just redone the house, and now he offered it back to him at a cheaper rental. Now where we hear of something, the landlord has redone the place, he's refurbished it, and now he says, well you are living here, you are paying whatever amount, you are paying 3,000 rands, now you can come back at 2,500. Is this something that happens? Is this something that's the norm anywhere? If the person has redone it, he says, well, it was 3,000, now it will be 4,000. But when somebody remains firm, somebody remains steadfast, then Allah Ta'ala opens the ways in Masjid. But these are, obviously this is dunya. If everything had to happen on the press of a button, that a person now just decided, okay, I'm not going to get involved in riba, and same time he sees one bag falling from the skies, then this dunya won't be a test anymore. Then we rather just, Allah Ta'ala would have sent us all directly to Jannah already. But this is the place of test, we have to prove ourselves. We have to prove ourselves that our claim to love Allah Ta'ala is genuine. And our claim that we are indeed the slaves of Allah Ta'ala, not the slaves of our nafs, not the slaves of desires, not the slaves of circumstances. We are the slaves of Allah Ta'ala. When a person remains firm, then Allah Ta'ala opens the way for him, and sometimes in such miraculous ways that he cannot fathom how it worked out. What happened? That 2 plus 2 just doesn't add to 4. That 2 plus 2, but the sum total he's getting is 202. But it just can't work out how it came 202. 
The 202, the balance is the barakat that comes from Allah Ta'ala's side. So this is what these lessons are all about. Abdullah bin Abbas we were explaining that Nabi Islam is giving him this lesson that Ihfazillaha tajidhu tujahak and wa idha sa'alta fas'alillah. You ask, you ask from Allah Ta'ala. Don't turn your focus towards makhluk. Yes, after begging from Allah Ta'ala, then on the level of means, there are certain limits and certain leeway. You need to borrow something from somebody, you may borrow. It's fine, there are certain limits in that as well. You have the strong uh, indication that you'll be able to repay that loan. So you're asking for some assistance in that regard, it's fine. But you start asking Allah Ta'ala. And don't stretch your hand out to anybody else. You beg from Allah Ta'ala alone. You seek assistance, you seek assistance from Allah Ta'ala. You ask, you ask Allah Ta'ala, you want help from Allah Ta'ala. And then Nabi Islam says to him that وَعَلَمْ أَنَّ الْأُمَّةَ لَوِ اجْتَمَعَتْ أَلَا أَنْ يَنْفَعُوكَ بِشَيْءٍ لَمْ يَنْفَعُوكَ إِلَّا بِشَيْءٍ قَدْ كَتَبَهُ اللَّهُ لَكَ Now, when a person faces, this is the lessons that are coming in the incident of Musa والسلام, all kinds of challenges, difficulties, hardships, constraints, and various situations. This is the lesson Nabi Islam is giving in a, the crux of it all, that be well aware that if the entire ummah gets together to benefit you in some way, every single person all unite to try and benefit you in some way. They will only be able to benefit you to the extent that Allah Ta'ala has decreed for you. Beyond that, not one but. Allah Ta'ala has decreed that you will get so much of benefit, everybody decides to do more than that, it will be impossible. They'll all fail miserably. And the opposite as well, if the entire ummah and the entire mankind and everybody gets together to harm you in some way, لَمْ يَضُرُّوكَ إِلَّا بِشَيْءٍ قَدْ كَتَبَهُ اللَّهُ عَلَيْكَ they cannot harm you in any way except to the extent that Allah Ta'ala has decreed upon you. So, in these incidents, this is what becomes very clear, very apparent, that Allah Ta'ala has set a system in dunya, and those who remain steadfast, those who remain firm, those who trust in Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala opens the way for them. Allah Ta'ala removes the difficulties and hardships, but these incidents of the Anbiya Ali wasalam, that Allah Ta'ala has mentioned for us in the Qur'an Sharif are actually principles. They are principles of life. Those who live by these principles, the principles of taqwa, the principles of tawakkul, the principles of turning to Allah Ta'ala, the principles of not wavering from the truth, the principle of akhlaq and good character, then these are the principles and the outcomes Allah Ta'ala has described. The outcome then is that those who live by these principles, the outcome is in their favor. They are the ones that are finally victorious. They are the ones who gain the upper hand. So nevertheless, to just discuss a little bit from the incident itself, Allah Ta'ala says to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, نَتْلُوا عَلَيْكَ مِن نَبَئِ مُوسَى وَفِرْعَوْنَ بِالْحَقِّ لِقَوْمِ يُؤْمِنُونَ That we are relating to you this incident of Musa Alaihi and whatever happened with Fir'aun, we are relating all this with truth. لِقَوْمِ يُؤْمِنُونَ But who will truly benefit from this? For people who believe, who have this yaqeen and conviction in Allah Ta'ala, 
and they take these things to heart, these lessons to heart. So this is not just something for a bedtime story, this is liqawmi yu'minun. Then Allah Ta'ala says that Fir'aun, describing what was the situation, that in Fir'aun ala fil ard wa ja'ala ahlaha shi'ai yastad'ifu ta'ifatan minhum yuzabbihu abna'ahum wa yastahi nisa'ahum innahu kana minal mufsideen. This is the background that is being described. Just to get to the gist of this, what was the situation is that Fir'aun had now dominated the Bani Israel, brought them into servitude, made them slaves, and oppressing them, and time had passed, hundreds of years had gone in this way. In this time, his fortune tellers came to give him some message that the signs have appeared that there will be some child born among the Bani Israel and that child will one day topple your kingdom. And there were some dreams that had been seen which gave him the same, the interpretation was the same. Now, on the one hand, this is the message he's been given that this will apparently happen. But when a person is in a state of junoon, in a state of insanity, and there is the junoon and the insanity of power, the insanity of wealth, the insanity of the ego, then a person can't think clearly. Then a person loses his thinking ability of how to reason. He thinks he's doing what will benefit him, but he just carries on like an, something that's like a wild animal, doesn't know what he's doing. So likewise, Fir'aun was somebody that was this power drunk person. And he used to make this claim, Ana Rabbukumul A'la. I am the greatest Rabb. He was this person drunk with this power, drunk with wealth. This is also an intoxication. The intoxication, Allah forbid, somebody is involved in taking some kind of drug, somebody is involved in drinking, these are very major sins. These are things to make sincere toba from. But that intoxication the next morning comes over. Person has a night's sleep and he wakes up the next morning sober. Allah forbid, but that too is something then becomes a cycle. The person wakes up sober and then he gets back into the same, falls into the same thing again. Unless somebody then makes sincere toba and takes help and comes out of it. But in any case, that person who gets intoxicated with some substance, he wakes up the next morning in some state of being sober. But the intoxication of power, the intoxication of wealth, the intoxication of position, this is something which doesn't finish off the next morning also. If a person doesn't make a concerted effort to come out of this intoxication, it only just keeps growing. And the person whose power drunk becomes even more drunk thereafter. Because now he tries to grab even more power. Person who becomes intoxicated with wealth, then there is no end point. Then that intoxication just keeps escalating. And then the target, there is no end to the target also. Because when one target is achieved, so-called target is achieved, then that by, before that target is achieved, there is already the target has grown by so much more. And this is something Nabi Islam has very clearly spelt out 
that if this insan had to have a valley of gold, one whole valley of gold, let alone him and his own progeny and grandchildren and community, the whole, maybe half the world will eat out of it. But that too won't suffice for him, he won't be satisfied with it. As soon as this one whole valley becomes full, there's no place to put any more gold in it, he'll be looking at the next valley now, how to fill the next valley of gold. The only thing that will then fill his belly, When finally he's laid in the cover, that sand of the grave will fill his belly. Now it's too late to do anything. But by that time it's too late to even make any use of this. But, وَيَتُوبُ اللَّهُ عَلَى مَنْ Somebody sincerely comes back to Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala accepts him. So these are also intoxications. And these intoxications are very severe. So Firaun also was this person intoxicated in this manner. And now when he got this message that this child will be born among the Bani Israel, and this child will topple your kingdom, he's already been told this will happen. So when he's told this is, this is what will happen, it was for him to now take heed and change his own position and situation, change whatever his situation is and make things better for himself, he decides to take a different line. What he decided to do was that don't allow any male child to live among the Bani Israel. So now he was oppressive already. Now that oppression escalated. How did that oppression escalate? He gave the instruction that any male child born among the Bani Israel must be killed. So he had people now patrolling and any news came of a child being born in any home and they immediately investigated and if it was a male child, because this was the message that was given, that a male child will be born who will topple the kingdom. So now he's slaughtering child after child. Can we imagine now the height of this zulm? That a person's child has been born, if it is a girl, then fine, they spared the daughter, but if it was a boy, immediately the child is being slaughtered. And now in the midst of this, Musa is also born. Now can we imagine what a situation? And apparently a hopeless situation. But when Allah Ta'ala wants to bring about the, bring the haq up, and bring the end of that falsehood and batil, then from the most outwardly impossible situation also, Allah Ta'ala makes the haq dominate. But, this is also the lesson Allah Ta'ala is giving us, the lesson of yaqeen. That to have full trust in the power of Allah Ta'ala. To have full trust that Allah Ta'ala has complete control over everything. And Allah Ta'ala will do as He wills. Nobody can come between the will of Allah Ta'ala. Nobody can come in the face, in the, in the way of the will of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala has willed that Fir'aun in all his might wishes to slaughter every child and in that circumstances Allah Ta'ala wishes to bring Musa up, Allah Ta'ala will make it happen. Inshallah we'll continue from there. These are lessons as we said for us to take to heart in terms of how we should be building our life. What kind of ideals we should have, the taqwa, the tawakkul, the trust in Allah wa ta'ala, the yaqeen and conviction in the might and power of Allah ta'ala. These are the lessons that we need to take. Allah ta'ala give us tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah.